Hello there, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those respective universes. Today, we are going to be traveling to the galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars universe, to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the first two episodes Full spoiler warning intact here. We're going to be talking in depth about all of those episodes. I am not here to talk about them alone, though. Here with me, joining me as always, are my loyal co-hosts. First off, we have Ethan Wetzloff. Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm super pumped to talk about Kenobi. And just like Hayden Christensen said yesterday, this is where the fun begins. Nice. That moment of celebration was absolutely <laughs> epic. I mean, those two guys were sitting there for like six minutes straight and just fans were cheering. And it was a truly epic moment to be a prequel fan and a Star Wars fan in general. But uh, we also have joining us Micah Hat. Micah, how you doing today? Oh, man. Uh, like how Obi-Wan Kenobi gave a T-16 Skyhopper to Luke Skywalker. I am I I'm getting I'm receiving all of this Star Wars stuff this weekend. Dude, we got Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I am pumped. I am so pumped. Lots of Ooh, but we got to talk about Kenobi first. Yeah, lots of big reveals at Celebration. Also joining us today, he's a big time supporter of Multiverse Monologues. He's been there since the beginning. You'll know him from our Batman podcast that we did back in March. Nick Widener. Nick, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Excited to talk about some of Star Wars. I feel like it's been like so long since you've gotten some like actual good, like high quality Star Wars content. So it's facts, exciting. facts. Whoa, so uh, Kaboba, Kaboba was good, but this felt this felt different. This it's felt different. Peak of Boba Fett. So, so you're you're telling me that you enjoyed yourself watching Kenobi, Nick? Am I getting this right? I did. Don't want to spoil any of my opinions too early, but yeah, it was good. All right. Well, let's just jump right into it, boys. <laughs> let's hit the hyperdrive and head over to the Star Wars galaxy. fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. All right, gentlemen, Kenobi, the first two episodes. No proper episode titles like usual. It's part one and part two. We were surprised yesterday with the news that it was premiering two out three hours earlier than usual we didn't have to stay up way into the wee hours of the morning we finished up at like 1 a.m last night for me i had like five or six guys there watching with me it was truly an epic cinematic event um i'm not going to give away my thoughts though i want to hear what these three gentlemen have to say first and we'll start with Mr. Ethan Wensloff, I want your initial reactions of part one and two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, first I just have to set the stage. So last night I sat down, I watched Revenge of the Sith for the first time since watching all of Clone Wars and Rebels. So that was an experience on its own. And right when I finished Revenge of the Sith, I opened up my phone and see that Micah had texted us that the episodes were dropping at 11. I look at my phone, it was 10.50. Went on Disney Plus, they were already up there. So legit, I finished Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> went right into these two episodes without a hitch. And I gotta say, I I really enjoyed these two episodes of Kenobi. I love the, the dark tone they're setting. And I mean, I gotta just say, this is my favorite era for Star Wars stories. Between the Revenge of the Sith and a new hope. I love this whole Dark Ages territory. Well, if you've also been keeping up with Star Wars Celebration, I don't think they're going to deprive us from more of that content. We've got Bad Batch coming up soon. That panel's happening on Sunday, but Andor released a teaser trailer. That's going to take place right between that timeline, and that looks pretty freaking epic, too. So I'm right there with you. But Micah, what did you think of part one and two of oh, Kenobi? Can't forget about Jedi Survivor. That, I'm most hyped about that, man. Uh, so, Kenobi, I I love these two episodes so far. I love what we're seeing. I love the restraint. 
from not just jumping into everything. They're giving us hints of what's going to happen. They're teasing us a little bit. They're like, Master Qui-Gon, are you there? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they're giving us... Oh, I, I hope that they fulfill all these things, but there are a couple things where it's getting the fandom a little little riled up about. Some uh, some Rebel stuff, some uh, Clone Wars things. Some So uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about that. I hope that we don't have to disagree on too many things. <laughs> I think I know what you're alluding to because... When that moment happened, and I won't spoil it, I said, oh no, this could cause some big troubles, big, big troubles. But Mr. Nick Widener, what did you think of episode one and two of Kenobi? I really enjoyed them. I think that the thing that they did best, I think, in um, from what I saw, was they told, were able to tell a good story while also kind of setting up for like the rest of the episodes. So they didn't just feel like, oh, the first two episodes were just like preparing you for the rest of the story. We're actually doing something as well as making sure that the story is able to continue um, while also being good in themselves. So that's what I think was really enjoyable about them. Very nice. So overall, a positive experience from all of us. I'll continue this sentiment, guys. I really, really enjoyed myself for both of these episodes. It set the stage really well. And I, I think it was also a wise decision to release both of these episodes on premiere day because going from episode one, waiting a week for that episode two, maybe would have been a little bit too much to wait for but mm, would have been very slow yeah, yeah having both of them though was i think a pretty good idea because the way it ends i i cannot wait for next wednesday guys and that is that should be noted friday was that's when these episodes are premiering but from now on until june 22nd wednesday is the premiere date for kenobi so we only have to wait five more days and i'm so I'm hoping for 11 a.m premieres too those i mean 11 p.m 11 p.m. premieres. I think that'd be sick. Uh, keep yeah. going with that, Disney. Yeah, so <laughs> something that this isn't Star Wars related, but what AMC Plus has been doing with Better Call Saul this final season, if they, they've they been dropping the episodes right when it airs on cable. So all the fans can watch it at the exact same time. And I just, I really hope that Disney can do this because it was just an absolute pleasure to be able to watch the episode last night and immediately hop in our group chat and all of us had already seen it and we're talking about it. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. So we've got a little bit of a limited time crunch on this podcast. So instead of kind of recapping what happens bit by bit, which is what kind of what I did here, I've watched the episodes again, I've seen them twice now. Uh, I kind of just kind of want to talk about complaints and then what we really liked. And since we all really liked it, let's go for complaints first. Nick, did you have anything that really grinded your gears the wrong way? I mean, what kind of what was what was wrong with these two episodes, if anything? I don't think there's anything that stood out to me right off the, the front that really kind of stuck out. After I think about it, and like way maybe watching again, there might be some things that stick out. Um, but I don't really think there was anything that was too uh, too bad. A couple of things that I think were a little bit maybe not the greatest that I didn't like. I don't think they're necessarily bad, but I didn't. I think might have been uh it could be problems if they maybe continue i guess i don't know um was the first episode i feel like they they had a kenobi in it a lot but they also kind of were going to a different story and it kind of felt like it wasn't really his story um and i don't think that's necessarily a problem if the rest of the show has a lot of him and i think it will um but i feel like they they were really focusing on um, kind of like Leia and all, all that stuff at the beginning, mm. which is fine. I think that it sets up great for the rest of the show. But that was just something that I'm, my head when I was watching it was like, I hope that they don't do this for the rest of the show. And it doesn't feel like a show with Kenobi in it that's about other people. Um, so that was really the only thing that, that kind of made me think maybe this isn't greatest. But besides that, I think it was all really good. Yeah, and that, I mean, the leaks are to be believed, guys. Princess Leia... Leia Organa with Jimmy Smith's back as Bail Organa, the mom Brea Organa, who's not a new character, but new for the show, new actress and everything. The leaks are to be believed. What takes him off Tatooine is none other than Princess Leia, who, Ethan, I, I, know, I know we're big on uh, good kid actors. I, I, I think it's safe to say that we can add her to the list, yes? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. she, Man, she just had some great banter with, uh, with e, e, are you in, in this episode and just i don't know she really killed it man i'm not gonna lie i really enjoyed her scenes but i will go off what nick said i was a little uh, taken aback i didn't know that she would be in the show and her introduction scenes didn't really help in my opinion it was just kind of jarring and also 
I was really confused at what was happening. I didn't realize that the third sister had orchestrated this at first. So I wasn't on board with the Leia story until that was revealed. And then I was like, all right, this is actually this is actually really good and compelling. But uh yeah. Okay. Was there anything Yeah, else? I think that's Yeah, go ahead, Micah. I think that's gonna be a, a pattern going forward because we we had that where um we're kinda we're we're led into thinking, oh, maybe this isn't as good as I thought it was, and then something happens and it changes the whole perspective of what's going on before. So with that kidnapping, we're like, oh, it's just Leia gets kidnapped, and then it's revealed, oh, okay, it was Inquisitors, or just the the third sister trying to get to Kenobi, and now with this um, with this part that not very many people like at the end of the episode, do we want to jump into that next? Yeah, Micah, tell us what um, happens. Yeah, so the Grand Inquisitor, who, I'll have you know, dies in Rebels, canonically, uh, is stabbed, which seems to be very fatally, with a lightsaber by the third sister, who is quite annoying. Uh, I, I don't like the third sister, how she's... I mean, I, I, I like her characters written to be annoying. a character that you're not... Yeah, annoying. You're not mm -hmm. supposed to like her. So I like that part of her, and I, I can't wait to hear more plot development with her. Uh, but as for right now, it's very strange the way that they're taking this, and I hope that this isn't killing the Grand Inquisitor. And if it, but but if it is, I have a couple theories as to how they're going to revive him. It could be force healing. It could be uh, clones, like how they did with Emperor Palpatine, and how they put him in a clone in some uh, legends lore. Um, there, there's a bunch of different things they could do, and I'm excited to see how they do it. As they've uh, brought up our expectations before in the show, and I hope that they uh, they fulfill that that plot device there. So yeah, was there anything else that grinded your gears the wrong way, Micah? Did you appreciate the Leia plot, or do you kind of agree with Ethan that it was kind of whoa, what's going on here? I want to I want to focus mm. more on you on than I do on uh, Princess Leia. I see how they can't take the entire show just for Kenobi, because then it'd just be a one one person show. They could, but it 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 doesn't make it a three dimensional show like Mandalorian. It's not just about a Mandalorian; it's about the Mandalorian, the race. So it's it's um it's I, I it's necessary. I'll say that I wasn't super on board with it, like how Ethan was saying, and then once it started getting more into the she has to be in the show to develop the Inquisitors, which is another group of characters that I would love to see. I want to see all the Inquisitors live action on screen for the first time. That would be sick. I can't wait to see that. And uh, if Princess Leia is the way to do it, then uh, I'll, I'll take it. And I love all the callbacks to episode four with, with Leia. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we even get a C-3PO cameo. Yeah, that was sick. That was pretty Anthony cool. Daniels. A little tip to the hat right there. I, I, I agree with you. And it's not going to be a problem if they kind of resolve this plot kind of in episode three or four but if they continue and have leia in all six episodes of kenobi i think it's really gonna hurt it and i i mm. i hope and pray that they didn't try and make this a mando show with yeah with grogu character yeah and a, and a small sidekick character yeah you know, she's a little match. too kid show for That's me she's a little too yeah so I, and i i I'm okay with it is if it gets resolved quickly. And I, I think it might. I think in the next few episodes, they're going to take her back to Alderaan. He's going to take her back to Alderaan. But the Inquisitors know that he's off tattooing. So now they're going to go after him. And and I think the Inquisi the uh, the third sister, I think she's written that way. And I think we may have a... a, a, a I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but there is a character in the, the Inquisitor in Fallen Order gets dealt with very well by the end of the game and if you well, that's second about, sister the second that's sister, second yeah, sister. But the way she's the way she ends at the end of the game ah uh, yes um, <laughs> no spoilers because nick's playing through it but i think that may be the fate of the third sister in uh in this in this show because i don't know man i i think vader is especially at the end of this episode i think we're going to get a lot more vader in three through six in my opinion and i hope so because I'm not gonna lie, guys. I had chills at the end when the music is playing, and he whispers, "Anakin, Anakin." Boom! You get the shot of Vader in his back to tank with the breathing and everything, and it sets the stage. Ooh, that was sick! Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. 
And yeah, if the promotional material leading into the show indicates anything, it's that Hayden has a bigger role in this story than he did in episodes one and two. Yeah, I hope they don't just make him the guy behind the suit. You know, I I think because here, here's what's going to happen on Wednesday. You're going to get the recap, you know, and the ending shot's probably going to be the Vader mask. So the mm-hmm. intro will play, and then and I think it would be really poignant and cool if they had a Clone Wars flashback right then and there. Anakin, I'm hoping so. And then boom, Clone Wars flashback with Hayden. If you know? we're on Clone Wars right now, do we want to talk about the 501st cameo we wait, got wait, in wait. this? Well, one more thing. One more thing about the Inquisitors before we move on. Um, the third sister did not have yellow eyes, unlike the rest of the Inquisitors. So there's a theory also where she's not in the Inquisitors to take down the Jedi, but just to go for Kenobi. So there's uh, theories that she may have been at Order 66 and is blaming Kenobi for it mm. instead of someone else. So And that's yeah, what this opening scene could be alluding to, is yeah. that she yeah. was one of the, the younglings. We got to mm. talk about that because, yeah... Ethan, you're and, and then leading right. into Order 66, yes. <laughs> you talk about the clone soldier on Dayu. Support our troops, man. Come on. <laughs> Dude, he, if ever I needed your guidance, it's right now, Master. And twice, both episodes, Ewan is trying to contact Qui-Gon Jinn. At the end of this, he's got it. We got to have a cameo, right? You think so? I, I, I'm, I'm betting. Oh, we have to. We have to. They and trolled especially... us so hard with uh, Bail Organa turning around in I, the cave. Oh, I know, right? Oh. <laughs> who did you think it was, though? I was like, I was trying to piece together, like, oh, who could this be? Uh, I thought it would be Cal. I thought it would be oh, Cal. Oh, true, 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 true. Cal Custis is going to make an appearance in the show. I guarantee. I guarantee. I don't know, man. I really don't think he's going to make an appearance. I don't know. I'm going all that in. Much every in. every single every single Star Wars show. I'm going all in. Cal Custis is going to be in it. I was wrong for Book of Boba Fett, but I'll be right for this one. <laughs> I, I like guarantee. <laughs> Nick, you were saying something. I don't know if they could cram that much into this show. Like they, I think that they have enough going on that adding Cal Custis in would just kind of. Well, where it do you think? Much. Where do you think the ship is going? At the end of the episode. I think they're going. I think it's going to. Uh, I think they're going to a no because he doesn't even know where it's going. He he was given coordinates. It's an automatic ship. He put the coordinates in, and yeah. I think oh, it could be right. going to that yeah. Jedi camp that Calcestis is leading. Calcestis is so, leading a Jedi camp. Yeah, that's what he says at the end of uh, at the end of uh, Fallen oh, Order. Yeah, He's like, I'm gonna. Yet, yeah, we don't see it, and this is where we're gonna see it. Listen, man, that would be oh, yeah. that would be insane. But I, I think I got to agree with Nick on this one. I think it's too much to cram into this. There's too much Fallen Order stuff going on around here that uh, I, they have to do something with it. I think what <laughs> happened is at the time of recording this, the Fallen Order trailer just got dropped an hour ago. I think what Micah has is here is a case. No, 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 no. I, I predicted this last Fallen night. Order. <laughs> I predicted it last night. I think it's a case of like. Fallen Order has a lot of Star Wars stuff, and this show also has a lot of Star Wars stuff, and they're just like, oh, it's Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. This show is giving me more uh, Star Wars Rebels vibes than anything. Yeah. You know something else that's mm. super sick in this episode, though? Live-action clone troopers. For the first time, we have the live-action Non-CGI. suits. Non-CGI. So, Non-CGI. So, yeah, I want to I wanna talk about that. Over. They were so shiny and perfect, <laughs> and they were so cool. Yeah, man. Oh man, so we them get, and the clone troopers, the phase two clones. Yeah, we get younglings uh, training during Order 66 with uh, a new Jedi Master who is credited as Minas Velti. She leads them in a uh, two-shot take here. As they go out into the hallway, it's all one take as she is just wrecking 501st troopers left and right. And Nick, I'll shoot this one to you. Is Reva a part of those Jedi younglings who run away after Minas Velti is killed? Did you get that? I think I think that was kind of what I assumed because wh- I I know one of them was I believe African American and she kind of resembles her. So yeah. maybe I don't could. know if I could. I don't know if there was really anything that I could say specifically that made me think that. But I do think there has to be a purpose for that scene, and I don't think they just put it in there just to give you like. Uh, setting. I think they actually put it in there for. There's got to be a purpose to it, and I think yeah. that they're. I wouldn't say that it's. She's not part of them, because um, they've set up a lot of questions about where she came from, 
So I do think it's possible. I just don't know if I would say that there's anything that would lead me to specifically believe that she is part of them. Does the age fit? I, I mean, is the time period? It looks um, like the age fits pretty good. I think it, so. I mean, it, yeah, I think she would be what? She would be like what? Ten and then twenty. She, she was probably yeah. what? Twelve, thirteen in the, in those. Oh, and she might be younger mm. than that. I think it works. Early twenties. I think it works. Yeah, I think the age works. Yeah, but if we're talking about age, then there's a whole nother story with Star Wars and and age not working. So case we don't we don't have to dive into that. Yeah, case in point, Bogotan. Yeah. I'll go no further than that. Um, but as long as we're talking about the third Inquisitor herself, she's a pretty new character here, but she's a big character uh, who is, as the Grand Inquisitor says, the least of us in the second episode, crawling around in the gutter, who, I gotta say, Rupert Friend played the Grand Inquisitor so, so well. All of those big head nonsense. Well, I'm still a little iffy on the non-usage of CGI for these Star Wars shows for the enhancing the character elements. Rupert Friend knocked it out of the park with the Grand Inquisitor. I mean, is it just me, or or would you guys get in that same? Vibe? No, I I would agree. I know coming into it, I was like, why is this head so big? It looks like they made it bigger than it actually is. But uh, I think that like everything else about the character was spot on, so I think it sold me pretty early on. Like his voice, his his mannerisms, everything. So yeah, yeah I think they could have done. You're saying played like past tense. I'm going along the line that this guy, he's still alive. This Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor, is not dead. Because if he's dead, then that just makes all of Rebels non-canon, and I just simply won't have that. Well, so yeah, because that's how Kanan Jarrus becomes a... Uh, something happens. I forget what happens with Kanan Jarrus with the Grand Inquisitor, but yeah. Well, yes, because here's my thing. They've retconned canon material before. The Bad Batch opening is a complete retcon of the Kanan comics, straight up and it, it, they even changed the lightsaber color of his master so we've seen it before but never to this degree so if never if, right on screen before and this it, is completely different yeah i agree with you though ethan he is not dead there is a credit at the end of this episode i wa i always watch through the credits and pablo hidalgo is credited as lore advisor you know, I should apply for that job. I mean, we all could apply for that job, but really. I mean, it's not its not that big of a no, deal. No, you can have it, Ben. Uh, listen, I'd take it, absolutely. But you don't hire on a lore advisor just to kill off the main antagonist of season one of Rebels. So I yeah. don't think he's dead. There's no And way. plus, it, this is Star Wars. Surviving that injury is, is nothing new. We see Fennec Shand in Boba Fett. She has a whole robotic intestine. We have Darth Vader. And then, of course, we have Darth Maul, who was sliced in half. So And somehow Inquisitor. Palpatine returned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we were having such a good time, Micah. <laughs> yeah, let's steer the conversation back. But I wanted to I wanted to talk I say one more thing about uh, the third sister, Reva. Um, what is it that she wants? Because we know that she she's she says the line here, what I'm owed. That's what she's going for. What is she owed? Does she just want power? Or is there a history there? And I'll shoot this to Micah. Is there a history there between her and Kenobi or her and Vader? Is, does she just want power? I think she's got some mollish tendencies here. Uh, if I were to reference uh, Rebels with Maul, you know, Kenobi, saying Kenobi real loud. Kenobi! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I think it's... I, I'm going to point back to what I said earlier. I think it's something in her past with Kenobi and she's just going to blame him for it. And uh, there's no talking her down from it. So I, I can't wait to see that. Maybe it's a Clone Wars reference. Maybe she's in Clone Wars and we don't know who it is yet. Mm. I don't know. So I, Yeah, go ahead, Ethan. Yeah, so I was getting, like, you guys read or you guys heard about the original scripts for this show, right? How it was no. going to, the main villain was going to be Darth Maul and he was going to go on a side quest with Luke Skywalker. As, yeah, now, yeah, as much as Lucasfilm tries to deny that that was ever the plot, that was in the books. But I think if you put up a mirror and you compare what's happening on the show now and what that script was, they're really similar. You have this huh. Inquisitor who has this thing with Kenobi. She wants to get him. You could easily see Darth Maul in that spot. And yeah. then you have another young Skywalker with kenobi right now but instead of the the son it's uh leia mm -hmm. so it's it's real interesting to mm -hmm. look at that 
I agree, and I think I think Ethan, we we covered Book of Boba Fett pretty extensively, and I think we have another chase sequence to add to the list of great Star Wars chase oh. sequences. I think we all know what we're talking about. The those goons, chase. man! What the heck? <laughs> oh. The from the red hot chili peppers and two aliens are trying to take down a ten year old. <laughs> and they can't even do that, man. She's not running not... climbing through bushes like <laughs> Would she slid under the the tree? That was kinda epic. <laughs> but yeah, those goons were terrible. Fully grown men can't catch up to a ten year old. Like <laughs> I don't know, man. It it was bad. It was it was a really bad sequence. It didn't feel like I'll, there was any weight. Go ahead, Micah. I'll tell you what was cool about it though. How they just murked the 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 guard, the um, uh, the the guy that was gonna get out. Ah, I can't think of flee. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, no, no, no. The 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 planet, the Alderaan, the Alderaan guard was just shot in cold oh, blood. Yes, you know? Yes, Alderaan. Guard. That was pretty sick. Yeah, I was trying to think of Alderaan. I keep keep forgetting it. But anyway, yeah, uh, the Alderaan guard was shot and instantly died. I think that was a, a dark start to this show. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, so, and I, pretty cool setting tone. Yeah, and let's let's talk about let's talk about Kenobi, the the the, the man who I guess I from what I'm getting Kenobi. doesn't have as much screen time as we would have liked, and I I think I would agree with that sentiment. I don't know if I agree with you, Micah. I think you could have had a show centered entirely around you one. I, I don't. I well, don't, you could. Like, <laughs> I think, and I don't think you need anything else. I just think you. All I want to see is you one, and I want to see this broken man. And for the like, we do see all of that. But it, it, for so Jeremy Johns, great YouTube critic of movies and TV shows, he he put out his review today, and I kind of agree with him. From the beginning is great, and the ending is really great, and there's a lot of filler filler in between to a big star wars fan like like us like i don't see it as filler because there was all i mean mm -hmm. just a mountain of easter eggs here that i've taken a list of and I, we could we'll go through them if we have time but i don't see it as deep filler. cuts too it's yeah, not like deep cuts yeah. like deep deep cuts original draft of new hope deep cuts like that's how bad that's how big we're going but i like i don't know man i it's just to me, I, I wanted to see more Ewan, and from what, but what we got though, he killed everything. Every emotion that he is supposed to sell, like the revealing of Vader, it, Anakin is still alive. He sells that. He's emotional during that scene. Uh, to me, the one thing though, the one thing that I can't get behind is how the heck does the third sister know that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader? Mm, how does that yeah. work out, man? Because there are comics and we know the whole deal with comics but in the comics not even the grand inquisitor knows that anakin skywalker is darth vader so how does reva know maybe it's 10 years afterwards but it's just a little strange well when when uh anakin went to the jedi temple in revenge of the sith uh sidious was already calling him darth vader at that point so i don't think it's too far of a stretch for the name to have been heard by her if she was present at the time. But then why not the Grand Inquisitor? Mm. Well, maybe you, maybe Reva heard it and not the Grand Inquisitor. And she just didn't tell him mm. because we see the rivalry there, that's for sure. Yeah. The snake, they call him. The snake. Uh, we also get Camille Nanjiani in this show, who I, I forgot was supposed <laughs> to play a role in this, as a, a Jedi, quote-unquote. A Jedi who I thought was, and then it was revealed with Kenobi, who was an absolute boss, pointing the blaster at him and everything like that. Ethan, what'd you think of Camille Nanjiani's character, Haja Estri? Man, when he was first introduced, I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. All we've seen him play is these goofy roles, so he's going to get to play a, a smart Jedi. But then, I mean, seconds later, it's revealed that he's, he's the same character he always plays. And you know what? Why change your roots? He's good at that. And I love the <laughs> the magnets and uh, just all the chicanery he's got going on. Yeah, he, he was good stuff, man. That was that was pretty epic. And then uh, we also get, um, I didn't know Breaking Bad was going to have a cameo in here. Obi-Wan goes to a freaking meth lab in the second episode. Was I think that was a meth lab, right? No, it, it was actually a Dune reference. 
<laughs> with spice. spice. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I figured it with yeah. that, but you totally saw there was bongs there and everything like that. <laughs> it, it, it was definitely, and he had the masks and everything. Kenobi was definitely cooking some stuff. The, the mask to me didn't look Star Wars enough. That's just mm. my thought on it, but it did look like just a basic gas mask that we can buy at Home Depot. Oof, I can see that. It's like the, uh, it's from Mando season two, the Corrin guys who had the vest from Coles. Uh, like legit, they just had a Coles <laughs> sweater. It, it was bad. I mean, to real life, mm-hmm. keep that out of my Star Wars. But I oh, but, but you know what was so cool? The scene directly after he leaves that spice lab, that fight scene was awesome. How heavy the punches were and how you mm-hmm. felt every hit with his hand hurt him too. Because he's older. And this is, I think this is the first real fist fight we've had in live action Star Wars. Am I right? The first, like, beat him up fist fight? Because mm, in Mandalorian, in Mandalorian, it's with stabs and stuff. I'm I don't sure, think they've ever. I think Finn has a sequence where he's punching, what is it, Phasma, maybe? I'm not too sure. <laughs> Either way, I agree with you, Micah. It's definitely something I haven't seen. I can't recall anything. But I feel like there's got to be a fist fight. I mean, and he had a bloody nose. Yeah. He had a bloody nose. Have yeah. we seen? You know what? Like, oh, you know what? You did say live action, but I'm thinking of a few scenes from Clone Wars. So yeah, there's yeah. a couple Clone Wars Cody and Rebels, and but are taken on Sergeant Slick in the first season. They get. Yeah, I was thinking of the, the clone that punches the droid in the face. Oh, yes. oh, nice. That's that's episode animation. three. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is good stuff, man. Listen, we got we also. Oh, also, I should say. Uh, new intro, all the new intro characters. They, I think they switch it up for every uh, every TV series. But I took Mouse Droid. Mouse. Droid. Let's go. Of all the freaking <laughs> droids to put, we have a mouse. What do you droid. mean of all of them? Yeah, he should have been in there from the start. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I wa- I saw we pretty much covered just about everything from the episodes. I like the T sixteen Skyhopper that he gives to Lars. What I want to know is where you guys think the show is going and. I'll shoot this question to Nick first. Oh, wait, wait. Of- we didn't. Yeah. yeah, so, sorry, before we get move on, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, we, we didn't even talk about the whole, we talked about Kenobi for like three seconds, but we didn't talk about like how Bale reached out to him. He said, no, he can't, he can't do it. And then Bale had to come meet him in person. And then do we have the name of that other Jedi who comes and visits him? Yes. I, I wrote down, I wrote no, down I'm... Elvis Presley Jedi. <laughs> His name is Nari. N A R I. Nari. Yeah, all that stuff. It, it really helps to set the stage for who this character is is for the start of the show and his mindset and how how we see in the start of Rebels. Kane and Jarrus. He doesn't even keep his lightsaber together. It's in two separate pieces. You you absolutely cannot ignite your lightsaber, or else the Inquisitors know. All right, that's a Jedi. And I love that whole aspect to it because. I know a lot of people want it, but we don't get the saber ignited in these first two episodes. And I, I'm I, so I, glad. I was telling you, Ben, I'm like, they're not going to do that, and they didn't, and I'm really happy they didn't do that. Well, when are we- I think my favorite interaction in this in these two episodes is with Obi Wan and that Jedi when he's on that yeah. uh, the thing that walks him around, and he's like, Eopi? Uh, yeah, the <laughs> Eopi, is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he he talks to the guy, and he's like. Uh, I'm not by that name. You must be thinking of someone else. Uh, my name is Ben. <laughs> I, I I like that interaction. That was, it was it was very. Uh, you can feel the fear that Obi Wan had, and that fear, you know, it leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and I hope we don't see that throughout this show. And if we do, I think that'd be pretty cool to see how the the dark side tempts Obi Wan, because yeah. we see the fear in this episode. Maybe we'll see the anger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I also liked how they had. Three, on three separate occasions, a montage of him going to work, going mm-hmm. back to Moss Eisley, getting on his COP and going back to his cave. Like, it's mm-hmm. just showing you a day. In that the was essential. I like that. Spying on Luke. Yeah, spying on Luke. Yeah, it's just, that's what he does now. He, Not watching he, over, overseeing. Also, yeah, <laughs> who knows? He also talks to freaking uh, Jawas all the time, too. Oh, yeah. Jawas who that was so cool. sell it back to him, you know? Could it <laughs> no, be but the cleaning's Jawa? extra. Yeah, could it be the Jawa that uh, <laughs> Pelimoto dated? Who knows? Oh, who knows? I heard they're, I heard they're hairy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I also really enjoyed this scene with uh, Kenobi and Uncle Owen. And uh, she, he's like, like you trained his father. Mm. It just, mm. you can see in uh, Kenobi's face that it just, it irks him. And I don't know, did you, you three watch the recap before this episode? Yes, I, yeah. I had to. It, it was beautiful. It was. I. And like four you, minutes i i stopped it and i was like wow that was four minutes summing up all the prequels that was sick <laughs> like you haven't seen any project lean into the other than like clone wars of course lean into the prequels like this project has so far and i really think what uh clone wars did for me is this show can do for all the casual fans is uh because I was listening to a podcast today and these two guys who really dislike the prequels, they're like, man, just that sequence and these two episodes, they've elevated the prequels to a level that they were not at before. Yeah. And one one thing that we kind of talked about a little bit before, but that stuck out to me from the like introduction was what scenes they chose to include in it and like what mm. what impact they're going to have on the rest of the show. And we talked about this a little before, but like how there was a scene where Yoda was telling that he had training for him to do to like mm -hmm. commune with his master right and like we said before like that's got to happen by the end of the show there's they wouldn't mm -hmm. put that in there otherwise so, and so i was yeah. just thinking like going through what scenes in the intro were explicitly put in there and what they can predict i guess about the the rest of the show because correct me if i'm wrong though but i'm pretty sure that that was the last sequence that they put in before the intro I'm pretty yep, sure it was training on Tatooine. I have for you. Teach you how to commune with him. I will. And then it boom went yeah. right into the intro. Right when that happened, me and my buddy Mason looked at each other and we were like, "Oh, we're totally getting Qui Gon." And I thought we were going to get him when Kenobi is sitting in his cave, and he, he calls. Oh, we're out, totally he calls out for Qui Gon. Yeah. Oh, I I think so, but I thought we were going to get it in that first episode. Are we going to get a live action Jedi Temple? The the ones that are off world. Um, like what we see in, in Rebels where Qui-Gon is there. And just, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and just to speak on that, like I was kind of hoping we would get a more extended sequence in the Jedi Temple on that day to kind of because they have oh we're gonna get more order 66 i hope so well i think we might i i think we're gonna see grogu i think we're gonna yeah. see grogu and so then... who else was trying to spot grogu in that scene because i was i definitely it looked, was it looked way too similar to that scene we got in that oddly placed scene we got in book of boba fett it's it's weird that they had the cgi clones in book of boba fett but they had the live action ones in this one i noticed that was a bit strange. There, there are way weirder things about Book of Boba Fett that we could focus on. There are stranger things. Oh! oh true. Let's, <laughs> not, let's, not, let's not go down no. that rabbit hole. But I, again, I was just hoping to see a Hayden because they got him back for this and I wanted to see him slaughtering Jedi, you know. I was hoping he would come in and slaughter that little group of younglings, you know. You know? I, want, I want a sequel <laughs> we, to the we live did get a little bit of, uh, We got a little bit of lightsaber dismemberment, though, with that hand being chopped off. Yeah. That was sick. Uh, with the third sister and the grand showing how, how beheads the 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 one guy the goon yeah uh, yeah flea oh, yeah. yeah that's his yeah. name from the red hot chili peppers where is flea he goes the old spinning lightsaber you guys think we're gonna see him fly in this episode <laughs> oh yeah I, I was just about to ask yeah. <laughs> i didn't someone say that they were didn't he say he was they were gonna be in that in the show didn't you say they were gonna fly or something? Oh dear, I I really. Oh, they better they fly. Don't. When the third sister was hopping from rooftop to rooftop, I'm like, "What are you doing? Just, just use your lightsaber, helicopter over." She was taking a long time. She was yeah. taking a long time to go over the five buildings Talk that it took to get over unnecessary to. Unnecessary parkour, dude. I well, mean, does her lightsaber look sick? It looks, it sick. It it looks sick, like it had but... a ring around it. That's true. That's true. Ooh, I was right. actually no. I think I think it's one of the ones where uh, we see with Ray's lightsaber as uh, Sith Ray when oh, yeah. she uh, it has like an extendable time. lightsaber. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those ones. Mm. Mm. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but Nick, where do you see this show going? You know, where do you see it going from here on out? Because we've got. I mean, what sucks about having two episodes? Is that we're already a third of the way through this show? Mm. We only have four left. We only no. have four. Ah. So where could they take? Are we this? hoping for a, a Stranger Things length uh, finale here, where it's okay. two and a half hours, <laughs> episode um, six? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm going for it. 
I think that the thing that these two episodes were kind of building up and I think they kind of concluded to a certain extent was first that Kenobi, like, he, he doesn't want to reveal himself, I guess, as a Jedi. And then he also, he doesn't have confidence in himself. Because um, mm. I, I feel like in the scenes where he he was not using the Force in order to, like, hide himself, I guess, uh, he was also kind of doing it just because he didn't feel like he was he was able to because he hasn't really done anything like like that in 10 years. So I think that that is kind of what it's been building up and kind of developing and showing us like he didn't want to help uh, save Leia because he didn't think he could, I think, in part of it. And he said he didn't want to reveal himself, but I think he also was kind of telling like he convinced himself that he wasn't able to. He wasn't he wasn't strong enough to. So I think that part of it, at least where I think the, it could is kind of leading is him kind of regaining that confidence in a certain extent um, and and being able to, I guess, uh, I guess use his ability as a, that he had. And the scene from the first episode where where after they had, the Inquisitors had found the other Jedi, whatever his name was, I forget again. But uh, he, I think when he saw that, him hanging there from the, the beam, he kind of thought to himself like a little bit responsible because he didn't help him. So I think that he, he could potentially um, see himself like wanting to help people more and being able to kind of be that person, even though he's trying to hide himself, being able to, I guess, try to help people. Um, I don't know exactly how, in what ways, but I think that that could be something they're going to develop throughout the rest of the show. Mm. That's good stuff. Ethan, where do you see them going for these next four episodes? Well, obviously, uh, Vader and Kenobi have to meet again and fight because, you know, in A New Hope, he uh, Vader says, when I left you, I was but the learner but now I am the master. So we have to have that fight where Vader leaves Kenobi instead of Kenobi leaving Vader on fire. But where it goes is I really hope that they do ditch this subplot with Princess Leia really quickly because to bring up the canon in A New Hope again is when she sends that message to him, it isn't implied and it doesn't feel like she knows him and has a relationship with him. And I think right now he hasn't revealed his name. He's only called himself Ben. And she knows him in A New Hope by Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that's it's all fine right now. But if if they have a further relationship, it's going to really mess with the the canon of A New Hope. And I, I don't want that at all. But where I see it going is I do just want to see the survival story. And as Nick was saying is Obi-Wan gain his confidence because he's scared right now. He has all this PTSD of Anakin and these flashbacks. Like his one mission after Qui-Gon Dine was to train this boy and he failed him. Like he says to Anakin, I have failed you. And that weighs on him every day. And now that he's realized not only did he fail Anakin and he thought he killed him on Mustafar, but now Anakin is alive and he has trained this army of inquisitors who are continuing to murder the uh, remaining Jedi. So all of the Jedi that are dying right now, I feel like you, we could see that weigh on Obi-Wan. Like, oh, man, this is all my fault. I should have finished Vader off or I should have trained him better. And I want to see that throughout the show, the conflict weighing on Obi-Wan and really just get that personal battle with him. The struggle. Yeah, definitely. I, I, you guys are giving me chills right now. You guys had I, I'm loving these predictions. Micah, where do you see this going? Man, you guys kind of summed it up for me. But I, I, I think that um, in this next episode, to just focus on this next one, um, I, I, I believe 100% that it will be a, um, it will go to Cal Custis. We will see Cal Custis in this next episode. If not, we will see him in the show. I, I really want Cal Custis in this show. Um, but, uh, I, I think that we'll see Leia for only a few more episodes. I don't think she's going to be here until episode six, uh, for, and for until episode six, I, I think we're going to see some really awesome equivalents of Vader in the hallway in Rogue One. I think we're going to see equivalents of that in this show, if not even better, of Vader scenes. Um, we're going to see some epic uh, epic lightsaber duels for sure. We're going to see some epic uh, Inquisitor. I, I hope that we see more sequel things that didn't work in the sequels, but will work here. We, we saw a lot in this episode, in these two episodes. We saw um, Force Mind Reading. We saw um, a, a little little things from the sequels. We saw the food being mixed up, just like how in uh, Force Awakens, Ray makes the food and then it like 
expands and hydrates into whatever it was a roll <laughs> but unless it was beef stew or something uh i i hope we see more things from the sequels because i like the ideas the sequels had but they just weren't executed very well mm. so uh, yeah. i'm really hoping for this all right hate me all you want but no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a pre- we got a sequel enthusiast in our midst yeah, I, I got I like i'm that. not gonna lie i pretty much hate most of the ideas that the sequels bring up i'm not gonna lie but that's you don't like the the force ability i think the force abilities <laughs> were a cool concept no Force All right. Well, without, get, without, without getting into it, I, Force I don't, we could go way into that, but that's that's a, a subject for another day. We've got a. We don't have time for that we today. Don't, we don't have time <laughs> for that. That's true. Um, I gotta say, overall, your predictions for this, your predictions have been like they've given me chills. I think if I can make one prediction, I think uh, Riva will will die by the end of this. We don't see her in Rebels. Uh, we don't see a lot of other Inquisitors, to be fair, but uh, I think. She, I think Darth Vader is going to kill her because, as the Grand Inquisitor says uh, at the start of this, he's not yours to find. And I love that opening monologue that he says about the Jedi code is like an itch. They cannot help it. It's beautiful. That was sick. Uh, I also got to say there's a bounty hunter that appears in the second episode that's literally like a velociraptor. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I looked into that. He was amazing, but he's actually a species called the Tishar. There's a bunch of different subspecies, but they're literally just velociraptors, and they're from the make a movie about those guys. Dude, I'm with you. But he was... was, (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple expanded universe things in this. There's a a mention of Jacobeast. Yep. There was a mention of, uh, what was the other? Uh, uh, we had there, a, there was another one that was only mentioned once before. The Aqualan Rangers, which are which mm. was a concept for uh, a New Hope script. They were going to be Rebel mm. Alliance Force users that eventually just got turned into Rebel normal Rebel Alliance guys. But that was pretty cool. That's sick. Mersan Pirates, which are from the 1977 uh, comic run. Um, Purgle, we had a Purgle reference. You'll know that mm. from Rebels. Um Bail Organa says he used to try and catch Purgle, so that was a that was a cool little Easter egg. Uh, Obi Wan requests that they, if her and Leia are que- if him and Leia are questioned, that they are farmers from Tal, and that is a, a little Easter egg to the Lego Force Awakens game. Um, that's a planet in Lego Force Awakens. Uh, we also had a not for Lom, but an LOM series protocol droid bounty hunter that is kind of like for Lom. So we also had a Tri-Wing ship that Leia sees go out just. A legit a ton of Easter eggs in these two episodes that are just full of expanded universe references that help tie in uh, certain loose ends and stuff like like that. But guys, I had a blast with these two episodes. Other than the chase sequence in the woods and uh, the Grand Inquisitor making me very confused, I I am over the moon and I am so excited to see where this goes because I'm I'm fairly certain that Hayden slash Darth Vader is going to have a more beefy role in these next four episodes. And if it can get any better than what we've already gotten, then I'm going to be over the moon. So I'm so much looking forward to where this series uh, is going. Um, if you guys... I, I'm, I'm pretty much good. That's pretty much everything I've got to say. If there's anything else you guys want to bring up, now's the time. Yeah, and with uh, you saying... Ho- hoping for Chopper. Hoping for Chopper. That's all. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Any Rebels character's appearance, I'll I'll go gun ho for. I'm game for that. Ethan, you you had, you were saying something. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, what you were saying is a Darth Vader having a more beefy role. I think that is 100% accurate. Hayden's been in way too much of the promotional material for it to be anything less than that. And also, I look back to a specific interview he had last week where someone asked him, "What is Darth Vader like in this show?" and I forget the specific words he uses, but he says he's he's angry, he's on a mission, and he's he's ready. So, something along that line. It, he said it way better than I I did, but yeah, I, well, I'm. You got to assume that Riva's going to start taking control now that the Grand Inquisitor's out of the picture, and Vader's going to um, Vader's going to start coming over here, and he's going to be like, "What's going on here?" And he's going to take over and probably kill her. That's my prediction. And then he's going to take over. And uh, an official poster was revealed at Star Wars Celebration for Kenobi. And it's Kenobi sitting out in the desert. And Vader is right in front. And he's got his lightsaber right there, dude. And I am telling you, the showdown that we could possibly see here is going to be absolutely epic. I also, oh, one more thing I wanted to highlight is the music. 
John Williams made a theme for this new series, and it is absolutely epic. Natalie Holt, who did all the music for Loki, bom, 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 bom. she did the music for this show, and she's going to do the rest of the episodes. So I'm greatly looking forward to all of that. And if I could just make one, I, I have two things that I would love to see in the show that are just that are just pulled from somewhere. I'd like to see Satine, a reference to Duchess Satine of Mandalore, Obi-Wan's one true love that he never got to be with. If we have a reference to Satine, I, I will I'd be done. I kind of thought that's who he was talking about when he said that you remind me of someone. Oh, yeah. But then I was like, oh, it's just Padme. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It wouldn't make sense for it to be Satine who he was talking about, but it it was totally Padme. You don't look mm -hmm. right at Padme's daughter and say it's not Padme. Yeah, that was a good scene. That really hit me in the feels. And even Leia was like, I'm sorry. You know, that was good stuff. And I also just would love to hear Duel of the Fates or Battle of the Heroes. Any of those two musical choices that, like, at the ending battle, I'd love to hear those two. And I, I know that Natalie Holt has took inspiration from big themes in the past especially for loki the ride of the valkyries so if she could just take inspiration from mr john williams the maestro i'd love to hear battle of the heroes uh again ethan if you could if you could see one character or have one wish granted that's kind of not on the big radar what would it be for this show who would you like to see what would you like to hear well I don't know. I disagree with what Micah was saying. I don't want any more cameos in this show. This is not a cameo show. This show, the title of the show is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that's what I want. I want a Kenobi-centric story. Because Star Wars is huge. It's massive. They got Disney Plus now. They can make a show about anything. So right now, while we have the actors, we have Hayden and we have uh, Ewan. Give me a story with those two. And then any the cameos can... We can have a Fallen Order or a freaking Cal Kestis spinoff or Disney Plus show. We don't need him in this show. Micah, I know you want Cal Kestis, but if there's anything else you would see or hear in this show, anything that would happen, what would be on your wish list to see in the rest of these episodes? Well, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I, I would love to see Qui-Gon Jinn, mm. Force Ghost. But Liam Neeson retired, didn't he? He stepped back from acting. No, he did Or not. was that just from action movies? No, he didn't step back from acting. In fact, he did say he would be game for returning on the big screen for films. Yeah. Mm, so I okay. think that may have been his way of kind of but shifting things around. <laughs> they may have just said, hey, yeah, 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 Mr. Uh, Mr. Neeson, this is going to the big screens. And technically, they're not wrong because they played it at Star Wars Celebration. And they're hosting a final finale screening in somewhere in California. So it is a big screen. So I do think, yeah, Mike, I think you're right. I think we do see Qui-Gon. And it's on my wish list as well. And we're seeing Cal Custis, So And we're seeing <laughs> Nick, you agree? You have anyone else you'd like to see? Maybe a little Kitster cameo? Maybe Ben Quadraneros, maybe? Or <laughs> someone, Jar Jar Binks, else? maybe? No, the Sith. He's the he's the 13th Inquisitor. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I've kind of been trying to keep my uh, cameo expectations kind of low so that I'm not disappointed by and I don't see anyone. But I think it would be cool. And I was kind of hoping we would have seen it by now. But if we saw Cad Bane in there for just a little bit, mm. um, oh. I know there were a little bit of rumors of him in there. People were like, "Is that person wearing a hat, Cad Bane?" I'm like, "Well, lots of people are hats, but <laughs> he has a very distinct hat." But uh, I think if we saw that him just there. For a little bit. I was hoping that when they had episode two, we'd see him uh, trying to chase him down. But I think that oh, would have been cool there. if he was one of the bounty hunters. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. I, Gentlemen, I think that does it for Kenobi. I, overall, very positive experience. Not too many gripes for many of us, even though there is some gripes. We better see Grand Inquisitor in these upcoming episodes or I'm going to flip a lid, man. I'm going to flip a lid. <laughs> Other yeah, than that, like well, because Ben, you you scoured through all the trailer footage, correct? I did. I scoured through trailer one and trailer two, and much to my pleasure, Lucasfilm and uh, Disney didn't release five million TV spots before Kenobi released. They did it with Boba Fett, they did it with Mando, but they didn't do it for Kenobi. They've only released the two trailers. They listened to our last podcast. Yeah, they listened yeah, they to did. our Doctor Strange one. <laughs> do you, uh, ben, do you know how much of the shots from the trailers have already been in the two episodes so far? Yeah, so I we went through there. There, so there's a few shots on the Fortress Inquisitorius, and mm. there is a droid that hasn't been revealed in the show yet. 
and I think there's four shots, five shots in total that they we haven't seen yet. Other than that, everything else has been revealed. And okay. I'll say this. I, I guess we have no real expectation for what's to come other than we are going to the Fortress Inquisitorius at some point. And I'm assuming and that's going to be in episode three. And the Grand Inquisitor is not present in the trailer in that scene? He is not. The The footage that okay. he is seen in is only in episodes one and two, which kind of added to my worries. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. he's not in the council chamber. There's a council chamber sequence with uh, the eighth sister or the ninth. Ooh. It may have been the 11th sister and the 5th brother and Riva's at the head of the table. Grand Inquisitor is nowhere to be seen. So, mm. I, think I don't like that. That's gonna be it would be very yeah. strange to decanonize Rebels, though. That would be very strange. Um, yeah, it would be... I might have to go to California myself. Because at this <laughs> yeah. point, Star Wars is... Kathleen Kennedy will be forever hated. <laughs> yeah, she's... I'm, Even more she than she already is. I'm yeah. telling you, man. She, she, it's whenever they ask her stuff, man. I, I'm watching the celebration panels, and they have her on stage. You know, what project are you most excited about specifically? And I'm like, oh yeah, let's see what she's most excited about. You know, I'm excited for everything. We have <laughs> such great persistent storytelling. It's so cookie cutter, man. Like, where's the enthusiasm? She's just like the head and she's trying not to piss off people. That's where I saw When you ask Filoni or Favreau, they're like pumped. Yes. Yeah, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, they were on the celebration stage. And they were like, what's the best part? And, and they were like, just come in here being with the fans doing this for you guys i mean those those are the guys man who i want to see making star wars not yeah and kathleen kennedy john favreau was just he's still in awe that he gets to make star wars like i would be in awe too both favreau and filoni they just are they can't comprehend that they are have such an integral part in these stories and they just love what they're doing yeah but i will hold all my reservations on the whole fiasco with the Grand Inquisitor until we are confirmed that he is dead, in fact. Yeah. And it decanonizes rebels. But yeah, until then, I'm not gonna be worried. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be mad at Kathleen Kennedy. She still could win us over with this Kenobi show. Uh but we'll see. That's true. If they can stick the landing, if they can stick this landing for this show. Another happy landing. Another happy yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's beautiful. If they can give us a happy landing to land this show and for it to be something really special, I my faith going forward for this Star Wars television series is gonna be at an all time high, especially going into Andor because Andor looks oh my gosh, is it beautiful. Phase two clones abounding Mon Mothma, all of that the drumming the, oh my the God. sound design yeah. in that trailer it's so good it looks oh speaking of sound design real quick that uh that nightmare sequence with kenobi mm. the audio was going back and forth with in the ears it was sick it was so cool watch that scene with headphones yeah watch that scene with headphones it was really good i did not so i'm gonna have to go back and do that because mm. i mean i'm gonna watch these episodes a few more times that in the the intro the the recap was really good okay and with my headphones on all right man so gentlemen i think that does it for kenobi in the first two episodes i thank you guys for coming on and a special thanks to nick widener for coming on and being a special guest uh for this kenobi podcast i appreciate you nick yeah it's been my pleasure i enjoyed it and gentlemen thank you guys for being on here as always it's a pleasure talking about star wars with you boys and i can't wait to do it again next week for part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. For now, this is Ben Rayside. I'm Ethan. I'm Micah. I'm Nick. And we all <laughs> hope you have an absolutely fantastic day, and may the Force be with you. Oh!